So while I have your attention, before we go to the lovely prizes, I just want to take a few minutes and just share my heart with you about sisterhood. Because over the last year, um, what I've heard more times than not was, I'm not a part of sisterhood. And I just want to tell you, if you're estrogen dominant, you are a part of sisterhood, right? (laughs) If you've got more estrogen in your body than testosterone, you get to come. (laughs) You don't have to be a member of the church. You don't have to go to church. You get to just be a part of the sisterhood. And if you notice our little t-shirts, our hashtag, you'll see it everywhere, is we are better together. And because in my experience... um, Isolation was always my go-to. Does anyone else, was isolation your go-to? I, my default was stay by myself. I am not a pastor's wife by personality. My personality is by myself. <laughs> you could leave me home in my house by myself for seven months, and I would probably be okay with myself. <laughs> I don't know if that's because I've had children with me for so long and I'm never alone that I just think I need to make up for all that time. But introvert is probably would be better a better explanation of my personality than extrovert. But I'm an introvert that loves people. And um, so I, I understand the desire to isolate. And I understand the the desire to stay by yourselves, and there's a lot of reasons we do that. Some of us, it's our personality. Some of it's because we were hurt and we've put a wall around ourselves because we don't want any more of that pain getting in. And there's all kinds of reasons why we isolate ourselves, but I just want to share a few reasons tonight why we are better together. And I just want to read Psalm 92 to you um, real quickly. It says, the righteous will flourish like the palm tree. They'll grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Planted in the house of the Lord, they'll flourish in the courts of our God. And that's where we're at tonight. We're in the house of the Lord. Growing in grace, they'll still bring forth fruit in old age. They'll be full of sap, spiritual vitality, and rich in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. They are living memorials to show that the Lord is faithful to his promises. And you might be reading that and listening to that and thinking, what does that have to do with us being together? That doesn't say anything about us being together. But it really does when it talks about us being planted in the house of the Lord. And um, we need to be planted. And I've heard it said more times than not, I'm good. I don't need anybody else. I'm good, just me and Jesus. I don't need any of this. I'm good just the way it is. I am here to tell you that you can still be a Christian and never go to church. You can still be a Christian and not connect to sisterhood. You'll still get to heaven. But life is supposed to be about more than just getting to heaven. And there's more to the abundant life than just getting to heaven. And I just want to put a a few examples out here of why we were never meant to do life alone. Because isolated, you might be good, but together we're going to flourish. And together we're going to thrive. And I'm just going to give you a quick example. We have a group of women that work in the office, 
and um, Anne Bacorn is uh, helping us with outreach right now, and so she was kind of heading up a little outreach we were doing for McGuffey Schools up the road, and they needed what they said were journals that the kids were going to write in over the summer. So we got little journals with lines that the kids could write in over the summer, and then Anne decided to go on vacation, mm-hmm. and while she was on vacation, um, the day before the event was to happen, we found out that they didn't need little lined journals. They needed bigger blank paged journals because these were going to be art journals. And so we were, I walk in to Janessa's like frantically searching and we're trying, I throw it up on Facebook. Where do we find blank, you know, page journals? Really cheap because we'd already invested in these little ones. And so we're going on and on and we, we just take a second and I said, let's just pray. Father, give us wisdom. Let's call the dollar stores. Every single one in town will wipe them out. And so thank God there's one on every corner, right? <laughs> So then someone said, what if we make them? Which to, I'm more like, let's just buy it. <laughs> Homemade, that sounds like a craft to me, and I just don't do crafts. So she, Christine said, we can just fold the papers in half. We have a stapler. And then Janessa's like, oh, we can put cardstock on the outside. And then someone else said, well, we can make it have this little uh, graphic on the front and this thing on the back. And I'm going to tell you from start, from panic to completely finished, how many did we need? A hundred journals was maybe 45 minutes. You know why? Because it wasn't just one person doing it. It was everybody taking their part and their gift and their creative idea and putting it together and showing us that we are better together. Right? And so what we're supposed to do, especially if we think, oh, I'm good by myself. I'm good by myself. My life is good. I don't really need anything from anybody else. But that's more of a self-absorbed life, and that's not the life that God intended us to live. The, God inten- the life that God intended us to live was one where we take our good and give it to someone who's not good right now, right? So if you're doing good, I'm really glad for you, but it's because there's someone around you that's not doing so good that needs an encouraging word from your good. And if we withhold our encouraging word, then they're not going to flourish. You might be flourishing, but you're withholding flourishing from someone else. And God intended us to take our good and share it with one another so that we can all be great and so that we can all flourish. And the, the word says that we're to encourage one another to good works, and we can't really encourage one another unless we're connected together. And I just had a couple examples that popped up in my mind. I really promise you three more minutes. And to a preacher, that really means five, but I'm saying three to make you feel better about it. (laughs) How many of you have heard of Naaman? If you read back in the Old Testament, Naaman was not a, a member of the the nation of Israel. He was an outsider, what they call a Gentile. And he had a a skin disease called leprosy, which was fatal. And they had to isolate themselves and separate themselves. And he had a servant in his house who was from Israel and said, you know what, there's a prophet in Israel that can heal you. 
And so Naaman grabbed his entourage and off he goes to Israel to get healed by the prophet. So the, uh, he first appeared to the king and then the king sent him to the prophet. The prophet didn't even go out to meet him. He sent one of his servants and told him, if you want to be healed, go dip in the Jordan River seven times and you'll be healed. Now, the Jordan River is nasty. It was nasty, dirty then, and it's nasty, dirty now. When my husband got baptized in the Jordan River in March, I said, please burn everything that you wore. Don't even bring it home. I'm not even going to try to wash it. Right, Joanne? You were there. Marie? Hmm? Where's Marie? Is she still here? So... Um, Naaman didn't want to do that. He got highly offended. In a huff, he turned around to leave. And let me tell you that if Naaman had gone to Israel by himself, he would have left sick and never received his healing. But because he took an entourage, because they were better together, he listened to someone in his group tell him, listen, if he would have told you to do something, you know, spectacular, you would have done it. All you have to do is go try that and you're going to be healed. So he went, dipped in the river Jordan seven times and he was healed. Why? Because we need each other. Because we're better together. And I am better together. And if you think you'll never be discouraged and never need an encouraging word from someone, you're wrong. Because yesterday I was crying, calling my girlfriend saying, I need a word today. And she was there for me to encourage me. Everybody needs somebody. And um, amen to that. And I'm just going to to go back and reiterate just a couple more examples from the Bible. Uh, Abraham, who was the father of our faith, remember? He had the promise that I'm going to give you a child. Guess who he needed to get that promise? He needed Sarah. Abraham could not have a baby by himself. <laughs> if you have a dream and a purpose in your Life, you all have a destiny. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you have a destiny from God. Now look at the other neighbor and say, you have a destiny from God. And if your destiny is one that you can fulfill without help from someone else, then it's too small. Then it's too small. Because if a destiny is from God... He's going to require you to need other people. Abraham needed Sarah, couldn't have that baby without her, right? Moses needed Aaron, and then he needed the 70 people that came and helped him, and then he needed Joshua. And I'm going to tell you that even Jesus needed people. Jesus needed John the Baptist to baptize him. Jesus needed his 12 disciples to pour into to fulfill his destiny. So we all need each other because we're better together. And I'm going to end with this. When Elizabeth, in the book of Luke, chapter 1, it's the Christmas story. The angel appeared to Elizabeth and said, you're going to have a baby. Now, the Bible says that Elizabeth was well stricken in years. Do we have any well-strickens? No, I'm kidding. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> I'm inching my way to well-stricken. <laughs> but 
I'm telling you, Psalm 92 says, even in your old age, you're going to be full of spiritual vitality and bear fruit. So I just had a 74-year-old woman sit across from me in the office and tell me there's nothing left for her to do. And I said, you're wrong. There's still something left for you to do. If you can move your mouth, if you can pray, if you can declare God's word, there's something left for you to do. So God's not done with you yet. Amen? So you don't get to just die off and retire. There is no retirement in the body of Christ. We still need you. So Elizabeth was pregnant, and then Mary found out she was going to have a baby. Elizabeth was well stricken, right? Mary was 13. Well stricken, 13. When Mary found out she was pregnant out of wedlock, she did not run to her 13-year-old girlfriends. She ran to her well-stricken cousin. And as soon as she walked in the house, the destiny that was on the inside of Mary caused the destiny that was on the inside of Elizabeth to spark and to ignite and to jump within her. And we need each other to encourage each other to destiny. And the reason I wanted to have this party was to relaunch sisterhood. I was, we were standing up here one Sunday, and Michael was given the blessing, and all that I could see was disconnected women who were just crying out for connection, who have destiny but needed someone else to spark it. And so look how much fun you had tonight, hanging out with your girlfriends. How many of you had destiny spark just in a conversation How many of you were encouraged tonight by the conversations that you had? How many are you going to go home refreshed because you had fun hanging out with the girls tonight? Now, I'm sorry that we didn't all get in the massage room and we didn't all get our hands done. We really only expected about half of you to show up. So we thought we were going to have enough time for everybody. This isn't the last time we're doing this. So next time we'll plan for longer. We did pay those ladies. So they were only paid for an hour. That's why we had to close it down. I don't want you to think we were just being mean. But we are better together. And guess what? At the end of this life, we're going to stand before the author of life. And give an account for what we did. And I just really want us all to stand up there and be able to say, we fulfilled our destiny. You know why? Because I had a group of girlfriends who sparked me on. Who I connected to and who sparked destiny on the inside of me. And I sparked destiny on the inside of them. Someone here needs what you have. And you need what someone else has. And we're better together. Amen. Amen. So I promised I wouldn't share very long. (laughs) Thank you for not sharing very long. Right.